इसी तरह स्नेक इन द गंगा आप पढ़ेंगे तो आपको पता चलेगा कि आने वाले समय में क्या क्या होने वाला है हो रहा है लेकिन हमारी जानकारी में नहीं है और खुद स्वामी विवेकानंद जी के ऊपर 60 साल से उनको डिस्क्रेडिट करने का काम एकेडमिकली चल रहा है इसकी जानकारी इंदिरा नेट पढ़ने का मुझे पता चली यहाँ कितने बैठे कितनों को पता होगा पता नहीं रामकृष्ण परमहंस के बारे में जिस प्रकार से भद्दी थीसिस लिखी गई और स्वामी विवेकानंद को न्यू हिंदू हिंदुज़म नेशनलिस्ट मस्कुलर नेशनलिज्म ये सब के प्रणेता स्वामी विवेकानंद थे और वो जो हिंदू था उनका हिंदुत्व वो असली नहीं था वो मस्कुलर था वास्तव में जो हिंदुत्व है वो तो बड़ा सॉफ्ट हिंदू जो है सॉफ्ट फेमिनाइन ऐसा रिलीजन है उसको उन्होंने मस्कुलर बना दिया ऐसी थीसिस साठ साल से काम चल रहा है कि वेदर्स इज द कॉज ऑफ ऑल दी प्रॉब्लम इन इंडिया वेदर इट इज वेमेन वेदर इट इज माइनॉरिटीज वेदर इट इज कास्ट वॉट एवर पॉवर्टी सब कुछ उन्होंने अपनी कॉजेशन थ्योरी बना रखी है तो आई डिस्कवर दॉजेशन थ्योरी दैट अदर पीपल आर मेकिंग अबाउट आवर ट्रेडिशन देन आई कैन फाइंड आउट कि उसमें क्या फॉल्ट कहाँ है पर क्या तो उनके फ्लॉ है कॉजेशन थ्योरी इज नॉट एवरीथिंग इज रॉन्ग बट उनमें कई ऐसे फ्लॉज हैं इफ यू कैन पिन पॉइंट वेयर दी एर इज देन यू कैन आर्ग्यू बैक वेरी प्रिसाइसली द प्री क्रिस्चियन रिलीजन्स इन यूरोप अमेरिकाज एक्सेट्रा do not have shastra they don't have a learned tradition they don't have the brahmin type people who codified the knowledge it was just passed on informally through practice i do the puja this way the children learn it was not there was no actual parampara system to codify the knowledge make it formal shastra and teach it something like natya shastra was in there something like dharma shastra arth shastra you know Uh, all the vyakaran the grammar uh, these kind of codified knowledge was not there so the codification of vedic knowledge has been a very important factor in our survival because you can burn all the physical things all the assets but since the knowledge has been codified even one surviving copy is enough to revive the whole system again let me start by uh, introducing the guest today uh, shri rajiv malhotra ji best described as the new age rishi he was born in delhi and now a citizen of usa for many years a successful it entrepreneur he had occasion to read wendy doniger and her camp followers that led him to his journey of self discovery understanding of hindu dharma and counter anti hindu literature and arguments he spent long time with his guru in india while he began his research all this deep study resulted in a few books few with quote and quote while the best while the west based indology scholars did not bother about raji malhotra ji earlier first ridiculing him and then abusing him as an incompetent person with no relevant research background to comment on their work they had to later acknowledge him finally and even hold seminars to criticize his views and arguments rajiv malhotra ji has called for a strong indian narrative based on its own ancient philosophical foundation the vichana is doing now 
China has refused to bow down to pressure from Western institutions and normally accepted civilizational narratives. It has invested hugely in creating its own narrative and presenting global philosophies in that light. Ratan Shardaji describes Rajiv Malhotraji as a modern-day Rishi because he has sacrificed his all and devoted prime years of life for self-realization, for study to serve dharma. Like any Rishi with strong beliefs, he does offend some people. But considering his seminal contribution, we should accept him as he is and absorb his teachings for our own sake as a society. He is an international best-selling author, researcher, speaker, public intellectual and founder of Infinity Foundation. He also serves as chairman of the Board of Governors of the Center, of Center for Indic Studies at the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth and is on the advisory board of the Indian Institute of Advanced Studies, Shimla. All his books are based on well-marshaled arguments and research and are available to today to pick up uh, while he will be signing uh, some of them towards the end. So let's be patient with uh, the signatures, but yeah, he will do as much as he can. Some of the recent ones are Varna Jati Caste, Ten Heads of Ravana, The Battle for IITs, The Power of Future Machines, Snakes in the Ganga. Let's welcome Rajiv Ji to Seva International Masik Milan with a great round of applause. So Ratanji, uh, we are all aware of Ratanji. Ratanji has been awarded a PhD for his thesis on RSS. He is an author, columnist and a very frequent renowned TV panelist. He has written nine books, uh, uh, of which seven are on RSS, one on Guru Nanak Dev and one on disaster management. Ratan Shardaji has traveled extensively in and outside Bharat. He was jailed during uh, 75 to 77. In the days of emergency, he was an ERP consultant for two decades in addition to varied industrial experience of two decades. He was a founder secretary of Center for International Studies Mumbai for eight years. He is an advisor to many educational institutions and voluntary organizations. Um, we have uh, Vilas We have Vilas Bhagwaji. Uh, he is an electrical engineer, uh, runs his own business and uh, from the RSS point of view, he is Mumbai Mahanagar Sahakaryava. We also have Ravindra Sangviji. He also is a uh, business owner and uh, from the RSS point of view, he is the Vibhag Sangachalak. I request I request Ravindra Sangviji to kindly facilitate the guest today, uh, Rajiv Malhotraji. Kesar, Kesar. Rajiv Jingleshwar, I am 
सौभाग्य से इन तीन दिनों में हम तीन बड़े कार्यक्रम करने वाले हैं ये पहला कार्यक्रम है मैं राजीव जी का स्वागत करता हूं मुंबई में मेरा राजीव जी का पहला परिचय आज से कई साल पहले विनोद भीमराज जी के जी यहाँ बैठे हैं इन्होंने मुझे पुस्तक भेजी अमला रैया जी ने एक पुस्तक इनको भेजी कि क्या चल रहा है वो पुस्तक थी इन्वेडिंग द सेक्रेड जगह जगह फ्लैग ले हुए थे येल्लो ढेरों फ्लैग और विनोद जी बोले पढ़ो देखो क्या इसका क्या होगा और जो मैंने पढ़ा वो बहुत शॉकिंग था मुझे पता नहीं आप लोगों में कितने लोगों ने इन्वेडिंग द सेक्रेट पढ़ी है राजीव जी के और कई लेखकों की सुलेखा डॉट कॉम के ऊपर कई आर्टिकल आए थे पहली बार एएआर अमेरिकन एकेडमी ऑफ रिलीजन को ओपनली चैलेंज किया गया था इंडोलॉजी का जिस प्रकार से प्रेजेंटेशन एकेडमी हो रहा था उसकी जानकारी भी वहाँ के लोगों को नहीं यहाँ के लोगों को नहीं उसके सामने राजीव जी ने मुहिम चलाई जैसा कहा पहले कि काफ़ी उनको विरोध का सामना करना पड़ा लेकिन वो लगे रहे और जैसे कहा कि कई सालों से आज कम से कम तीस साल मुझे ध्यान में आ रहा है इफ़ आई एम नॉट रॉन्ग अराउंड थर्टी इयर्स राजीव जी ये काम कर रहे हैं और अपनी कंपनी इन्होंने अपने लोगों को दे दी टोकन के नाम पर डिटेल में नहीं जाऊंगा ये भी ज़्यादा बात करते नहीं लेकिन ये महत्व की बात है और हमको ये भी पता नहीं होता जैसे इंदिराज नेट जब मैं पढ़ रहा था उनकी पुस्तक उसके बाद मुझे गणेश अरनाल बैठे हैं यहाँ पर गणेश अरनाल जी उन्होंने दो पुस्तकें मुझे दी बीइंग डिफरेंट और ब्रेकिंग इंडिया बीइंग डिफरेंट अपने आप में बहुत ही डेफिनेटिव बुक है और ब्रेकिंग इंडिया का जो नया रिवाइज्ड और मच बिगर संस्करण आया है उस समय ब्रेकिंग इंडिया वन आई थी ब्रेकिंग इंडिया वन पढ़ के मैं इतना बेचैन हुआ था पुस्तक पूरी नहीं कर पाया लेकिन मुझे पता चला कि जो भी संघ के लोग काम करते हैं विशेषकर नॉर्थ ईस्ट वगैरह में पुस्तक स्पेशली पढ़ते हैं अपनी जानकारी बढ़ाने के लिए ऐसी एक फोरकास्टिंग वाली बुक थी जिसके बारे में लोगों को पता नहीं था लेकिन घटनाएं हमारे सामने एक एक करके आने लग गई इसी तरह स्नेक सिंह द गंगा पढ़ेंगे तो आपको पता चलेगा कि आने वाले समय में क्या क्या होने वाला है हो रहा है लेकिन हमारी जानकारी में नहीं है और खुद स्वामी विवेकानंद जी के ऊपर साठ साल से उनको डिस्क्रेडिट करने का काम एकेडमिकली चल रहा है इसकी जानकारी इंदिरा नेट पढ़ने का मुझे पता चली यहाँ कितने बैठे कितनों को पता होगा पता नहीं रामकृष्ण परमहंस के बारे में जिस प्रकार से भद्दी थीसिस लिखी गई और स्वामी विवेकानंद को नियो हिंदू हिंदुज़म नेशनलिस्ट मस्कुलर नेशनलिज्म ये सब के प्रणेता स्वामी विवेकानंद थे और वो जो हिंदू था उनका हिंदुत्व वो असली नहीं था वो मस्कुलर था वास्तव में जो हिंदुत्व है वो तो बड़ा सॉफ्ट हिंदू जो है सॉफ्ट फेमिनइन ऐसा रिलीजन है उसको उन्होंने मस्कुलर बना दिया ऐसी थीसिस साठ साल से काम चल रहा है और साथ ही राजीव जी ने जो किया कि पूर्व पक्ष की जो अपनी एक वाद विवाद की एक पद्धति थी उस पूर्व पक्ष को दोबारा एकेडमिक फील्ड में लाए दोबारा उसके ऊपर शुरू किया कि पहले विरोधी को समझो उसका उत्तर दो और उसके बाद में अपने आर्ग्यूमेंट रखो ये जो हम खो चुके थे कला इसको बहुत प्रखर रूप से इन्होंने रखा और जो सब धर्म समान है इनका आक्षेप कईयों का आज और भी आक्षेप बड़ा है कि जो हमारे मन में भाव रहते सभी धर्म समान है सभी धर्म वही मानते हैं तो राजीव जी ने प्रखर रूप से रखा बीइंग डिफरेंट में कि सभी धर्म समान नहीं है विद ऑल डी रिस्पेक्ट वी आर डिफरेंट हाउ वी आर डिफरेंट उसको बहुत अच्छे तरीके से उन्होंने प्रेजेंट रखा और वो पुस्तक भी अपने आप में डेफिनेट पुस्तक है और कंपेरेटिव स्टडी ऑफ रिलीजन जो हमारे यहाँ बहुत ही कम है हमारे धर्मगुरुओं ने कभी कंपेरेटिव रिलीजन पढ़ा नहीं चाहे वो सनातनी रेगुलर जिसको हम कह सकते हैं मठों से निकले हुए गुरु हो चाहे वो चाहे वो मठों से निकले गुरु हो या न्यू एज गुरु हो 
कोई इसमें पढ़ता नहीं मैंने एक यूट्यूब पे बहस देखी थी जकीर नायक और श्री श्री रविशंकर जी की और पूर्ण रूप से उसके अंदर उसने पूरा अभ्यास करके जिस प्रकार से उनको सब बताया और श्री श्री रविशंकर सभी धर्म समान है इसके आगे बोल नहीं पाए तो कंपेरेटिव रिलीजस स्टडी कितनी आवश्यकता ध्यान में आया आइडिया ऑफ डाइजेशन यानी जो शेर होता है वो बकरी को मारता है गाय को मारता है उसकी जो आवश्यक चीज़ें ले लेता है बाकी चीज़ें फेंक देता है इसी प्रकार से चर्च किस प्रकार से भारत की सारी फिलॉसफी हिंदू फिलॉसफी को डाइजेस्ट कर रहे हैं इनकल्चरल कर रहे हैं और किस प्रकार से बाकी चीज़ें फेंक कर उसको बेनाम कर रहे हैं हम जानते हैं माइंडफुलनेस विपसना का नया नाम माइंडफुलनेस है इस प्रकार से कॉन्शियस ब्रीदिंग प्राणायाम का नया नाम है क्रिश्चियन मेडिटेशन भी आया है ये सारी चीज़ों के बारे में बहुत पहले राजीव जी ने सावधान किया था और उनका एक और भी बात उन्होंने रखा कि पश्चिम जो है वो क्योस से घबराता है एनआरकी क्योस जो अपने समाज में दिखती है आमतौर पर उसको ऑर्डर चाहिए उसको डिसिप्लिन चाहिए इसके लिए यूनिवर्सलिज्म के नाम पर सभी को पश्चिम के अनुशासन में पश्चिम के कल्चर में बांधना इसका प्रयत्न भी कर रहे हैं एक बात और जो मुझे इंटरेस्टिंग लगी ये पॉइजन पिल की बात वो करते हैं कि अगर हिंदू धर्म को बचाना है तो उसको पॉइजन पिल निर्माण करने पड़ेंगे जिस प्रकार से पॉर्क्यूपाइन जो होता है वो उसका शिकार इसलिए हो पाता है कि उसके शरीर पे कांटे हैं जेंटल प्राणी है लेकिन अगर हमला होता है तो अपने कांटे निकाल लेता है तो ऐसे कौन से कांटे हैं जो हिंदू बता सकता है जिसको बचाने के लिए बाद में अब्राहमिक रिलीजन को कठिन हो जाए ऐसा भी उन्होंने बताया और संस्कृत की आवश्यकता संस्कृत के जो किस प्रकार से संस्कृत टर्म्स हम नहीं ट्रांसलेट करने चाहिए ये परम पूज्य ने गुरु बहुत पहले कहा करते थे कि धर्म और इस प्रकार के जो भी शब्द हैं इनका हम इंग्लिश ट्रांसलेशन नहीं कर पाते और करना नहीं चाहिए तो उसके ऊपर राजीव जी की पूरी पुस्तक है और मैं इनको कहा कर मैंने कहा एक आर्टिकल में लिखा था जैसे कुछ अंकित ने बताया कि ही मे बी टेक कॉल्ड एज एन रैंड ऑफ रिलीजन हिंदू रिलीजन अगर किसी एन रैंड पढ़ा आजकल फैशनेबल नहीं है लेकिन कैपिटलिज्म की एकदम एक्सट्रीम पोजिशन लेने वाले अनकम्प्रोमाइजिंग ऐसा एन रैंड का स्टैंड था इम्प्रैक्टिकल होगा सबको समझ में नहीं आता होगा लेकिन क्लैरिटी अबाउट वॉट इज़ ब्लैक वॉट इज़ वाइट एंड वॉट इज़ कैपिटलिज्म वॉट इज़ नॉट इसकी एक उन्होंने एक प्रखर रूप से एन रैंड ने विषय रखा था इसी प्रकार से हिंदू धर्म भारतीय फिलासफी इसके बारे में प्रखर रूप से एग्जैक्टली हम हैं क्या वो किसी को पसंद आए ना आए बिल्कुल बिना लाग लपेट के जो राजीव जी ने विषय रखा है उसके कारण उन्होंने एक नया वातावरण एकेडमिक स्टडी में रखा है और इसके कारण उनका इतना नाम है अभी जब हम इसकी बात करते हैं स्नेक्स स्नेक्स इन द गंगा 2.0 ब्रेकिंग भारत 2.0 तो उसके अंदर ऐसे बहुत सारे आयाम हैं जिसके बारे में हमें बिल्कुल अंदाज़ा भी नहीं है हमें लगता है हम बहुत जानते हैं मैं अपने आप को मानता था कि मैं बहुत कुछ जानता हूं मैं पढ़ता हूं रोज़ टी वी आता हूँ बहुत कुछ पढ़ना पड़ता है कई विषयों के ऊपर सतही तौर पर हम बात भी करते हैं बहस भी करते हैं लेकिन जिस डेप्थ में जाकर राजीव जी ने और विजय जी ने आजाई नहीं है वो जिस प्रकार से विषय रखा है पढ़ने के लिए पेशेंस चाहिए साढ़े छः सौ पेज की किताब है लेकिन पढ़नी आवश्यक है आप उसको एक एक करके धीरे धीरे पढ़िए एक एक चैप्टर पढ़िए एक एक सेक्शन पढ़िए लेकिन भारत के विरुद्ध जो षड्यंत्र चल रहे हैं हिंदू धर्म के विरुद्ध जो षड्यंत्र रख रहे चले जा रहे हैं और किस प्रकार से बहुत ही ज़बरदस्त नेटवर्क है जिसकी कल्पना भी आप कर नहीं सकते जिसका जाल अंतर्राष्ट्रीय भारत सब जगह है उसको कह सकता है कि शायद जेनोफोबिक थॉट है लेकिन अगर पहली ब्रेकिंग इंडिया वन सही सिद्ध हुई तो 2.0 भी सही सिद्ध हो सकती है ये समझने के लिए विषय आधा घंटा काफ़ी नहीं है लेकिन राजीव जी आधे घंटे में विषय का इंट्रोडक्शन करेंगे केवल प्रश्नोत्तर के लिए ओपन रहेगा फोरम 
और उसके पहले अपना विषय रखेंगे लेकिन ये विषय को गहराई को समझें हम और ये पुस्तक अवश्य लें और पुस्तक अवश्य पढ़ें ऐसा मेरा आग्रह है और आपकी आंखें खुली के खुली रह जाएंगी मैं सोच रहा था कि लिखते समय और लिखने के बाद में राजीव जी को रात को नींद कैसे आती होगी इतना इसके अंदर ऐसा चित्र है कि आपको आश्चर्य होगा आपका नाक के नीचे चल रहा आपको पता नहीं है अरे बहुत सारी बातें बहुत सारी परिभाषाएं जो हमें जानकारी नहीं जैसे मैंने स्वामी विवेकानंद के बारे में उदाहरण दिया कि साठ साल से काम चल रहा है पश्चिम के अंदर इसी प्रकार के हिंदुत्व के ऊपर काम चल रहा डिसमेंटलिंग हिंदुत्व एक सेमिनार नहीं था उसके पीछे सालों की मेहनत थी और इसके पीछे बहुत एक वेल क्राफ्टेड नेटवर्क था उसकी जानकारी भी इस किताब के अंदर है तो मैं इस शब्दों के साथ में और अधिक समय नहीं लूँगा मैं राजीव जी का स्वागत करता हूँ अपना विषय रखें नमस्ते थैंक यू फॉर इन्वाइटिंग मी एंड थैंक यू रतन जी फॉर flattering uh, introduction i don't know if i deserve that but he is very kind he's been wonderful a wonderful friend who knows me for a very long time so it's been many years since i visited bombay i think last was before covid 2 3 years before covid so so much has happened and i i want to just give you a little overview so you can then decide you know how to question me cross examine me discuss debate whatever now the one way to do it is to introduce little bit about three or four books that are recent one thing which is common since i cover many topics people want to know why are you talking about this topic then that topic no two books the same topic many what is common so i'll tell you what is common jo cause effect hai a cause hai uska effect hota hai that is the basic of science you discover cause effect what is the cause of tides what is the cause of you know eclipse if you understand the cause effect then you can do engineering you can make machines because you know how it works so this is called causation and hamari sanskrit mein is called karma it's karma the karma ka phal hota hai cause effect but karma is little more broad and deep than simple causation in physics more deep kyunki pichla janam bhi agla janam bhi ho sakta hai the cause can be more complicated effect can be more complicated but it is causation i generally karma theory is causation lekin social science jo hai it studies causation in society it says ki ye social oppression hai uska kya cause hai so they will say ki ye to caste cause hai aur caste ka cause hai vedas so wo causation theory bana rakhi unhone ki vedas is the cause of all the problems in india whether it is women whether it is minorities whether it is caste whatever poverty sab kuch unhone apni causation theory bana rakhi hai so i discovered the causation theory that other people are making about our tradition then i can find out ki usme kya fault kahan hai par kya to unke flaw hai causation theory is not everything is wrong but unme kai aise flaws hain if you can pinpoint where the error is then you can argue back very precisely so this is the common thing i like to do 
I like to understand the causation theory which is driving other people's arguments and our arguments. You, हमारी भी causation theory है, our Vedant, all our all our नट शास्त्र, all our धर्म शास्त्र, अर्थ शास्त्र, full of causation theories. लेकिन जो western west की causation theory है, it is very different from ours, very basic different. उसके starting point, उसके assumptions बहुत अलग हैं. So if you understand that, that is the purvapaksha. How to how to understand the other side's way of thinking? उनका सिद्धांत क्या है? इसको आप सिद्धांत भी कह सकते हैं. The causation theory can be also called looked upon as सिद्धांत. सिद्धांत is a sort of a way of arguing cause effect. जैसे आप court में जाके argue करते हैं. It's like that. So social science is the one of the primary culprits of all the problems we are facing ki jo social science hai wo vedic social science nahi hai hamari country mein jo social science hai wo european western social science padhai jati hai the ncert books on sociology are all teaching about the western philosophers thinkers social thought yahan wahan ki and the upsc exam is also based on that and people who are educated in humanities and social sciences they basically know western thought western social thought they do not study our our thought so because of that it's either confused they are easily fooled they get very angry and emotional when they feel hurt but they cannot give a very thoughtful response this is the problem so we need to create Social social sciences, Vedic social sciences. Now, few days ago, I was launching this book, Varna Jati Caste, which is a toolkit to respond for our children, our adults, parents, gurus, teachers. You know, we are always criticized and attacked, and then we give some response from here and there. But this is like hundred fifty pages toolkit, how to answer back. Many many things inside this. I would encourage you to take a look at it. When this book was being launched, two of the persons on the dais were very eminent, well-known thinkers of Hindu Dharm, big authors. So I said, why don't we have Vedic social sciences? Actually. The problem is so serious; they did not even believe that we don't have it. They thought that we have. The mix-up is they started quoting that in our tradition, ladies are treated well. They 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 are we may a good chef making idli he doesn't need to have recipe theory he just needs to know how to do it but there is something to be said for developing a theory which teaches because only when you have a theory you can turn it into pedagogy into training into curriculum then you can teach it on a large scale then it survives for generation 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 so i was arguing with them the importance of having theory now the interesting thing is that one of them is a pioneer 
in the study and, and the teaching of, of uh, Sanskrit grammar, Ashtadhyayi, Panini's Ashtadhyayi. So I reminded him that Ashtadhyayi is also, Panini says he took practices which were already there. He did not invent new grammar. He did not invent grammar which was not already there. He said the bhashas that people are speaking, I have gone around and understood what is the bhashas they are speaking and I have codified it into a theory. मतलब जो भाषा लोग बोल रहे हैं जैसे भी बोल रहे हैं अलग अलग देशों में अलग अलग इंडिया इंडिया की लैंग्वेजेस में तो वो हम उसको हमने सूत्रा स्टाइल में कोडिफाई कर लिया तो देर इज इम्पोर्टेंस इन दिस बिकॉज यू आर टीचिंग इट अदरवाइज भाषा वॉज ऑलरेडी देयर नाट्य शास्त्र इज कोडिफाइंग द डांस ऑलरेडी देयर सो कोडिफिकेशन ऑफ प्रैक्टिस हैज अ वैल्यू बट इन सोशल साइंस वी हैव नॉट डन इट दर्जन मीन कि हमारी सोसाइटी में अच्छी बातें नहीं हैं we have great qualities but we need to qualify it into a social science and then the sociology of in vedic sociology can be taught this is a this is an important uh, uh, this thing i'm finding that our scholars lack appreciation for the need for a vedic social science because they keep mixing it with practice which we already have in fact if you ask me i was at a conference with uh, people who are called pagans in europe pagan is not the right term they call themselves wicca these are people who were before christianity came they were very much like vedic they had female goddess they had many many deities they believed in similar things nature worship sarasit so these people pre christian were very much like us similarly in the americas north america south america they were like us so in this discussion i was having with the leaders from those traditions one of the questions was why is it that similar things like vedas vedic tradition they also had but when they were attacked with the monotheism with the abrahamic religions christianity and islam they were wiped out and we were not you can't say ki their temples were burnt and destroyed even ours were destroyed you can't say there was oppression oppression against them even against us there was oppression so what came out is this it is very important point please note the pre christian religions in europe americas etc do not have shastra they don't have a learned tradition they don't have the brahmin type people who codified the knowledge it was just passed on informally through practice i do the puja this way the children learn it was not there was no actual parampara system to codify the knowledge make it formal shastra and teach it something like natya shastra wasn't there something like dharma shastra arth shastra you know uh, all the vyakaran the grammar this kind of codified knowledge was not there so the codification of vedic knowledge has been a very important factor in our survival because you can burn all the physical things all the assets but since the knowledge has been codified even one surviving copy is enough to revive the whole system again this is very important to remember the importance of codifying knowledge so if we are so good so we have codified knowledge about plants codified knowledge about in ayurveda about health so much codification why not social theory this is a very important point so what i'm proposing needs to be done 
could be called a dharm shastra for modern bharat we need a dharm shastra for modern bharat that's a new smriti smritis have to be rewritten manusmriti says smritis are different for every time and place and what is good in one place may not be good in another place what is good in one time may not be good in the next period and you have to update the smritis shruti is permanent but smriti is changing so we need a new smriti for today because the indian constitution is not a veda compliant smriti the indian constitution is not a dharm shastra as per vedic philosophy vedic metaphysics this idea of uh, liberty fraternity equality rights vedic idea is responsibilities not just rights but responsibilities very big difference between teaching people what are your rights and they all fight mere ko ye right hai mera ye right hai you violated my right you, i need more right here there and you have conflict versus teaching people what is my responsibility towards family towards my own body also towards nature towards society towards rashtra what are my responsibilities so a responsibility based social science would be very different the current social science we are having is all based on western metaphysics so this way this is why the constitution is also like that it's a basically the 1935 document which the british made that act was kind of modified little bit and turned into our constitution so every person who knows about constitution will tell you that that the constitution is not something original we did not start start from scratch we did not start from vedic premises we just basically started from what the british had done and we said this is our constitution so we definitely need social sciences starting with dharma shastra for today which would be like a new constitution people are criticizing the constitution that doesn't mean they have an alternative on the table i'm looking for people should be able to say okay here is my proposal we have to be able to discuss that we don't have that so why don't we have it we have been we, we, we by now we should have at least had some proposals some ideas to think about so i'm suggesting we need to do that now the reason i'm picking on this is, is the following as long as we are following western social sciences we are trapped in something i call western universalism in one of my books long ago i talked i created came up with this term western universalism meaning whatever experience western had in europe whatever there was their experience they said this is the universal experience jo unki philosophy hai sabko honi chahiye jo unka religion hai sabko hona chahiye jo unka social structure hai sabko wohi dalna chahiye in fact uh, from the time of hegel europeans were saying your present they were telling the indians your present the way you are today was our past jaise aap ho hum the pehle lekin hum aage badh gaye and our present is your future jaise hum hai aapko banna padega so this idea uh, is western universalism so when you accept the indian not acknowledge not taking on our own social structures social thought and accepting the western we are debating in their terms 
we are arguing even when we are arguing we are using their terminology their framework to argue we are not able to say that look i don't know about all this here is my framework so one of the books we did is called sanskrit non translatables it's available there this was a chapter in the book being different but made a whole book out of it what this says is that there are certain terms in sanskrit which have no english equivalent english mein waisi baat hi nahi hai so varna there is no equivalent you cannot say some racism or something ja varna or jati there is no equivalent and they have nothing to do with they are not like the same as caste shakti is not energy because energy is not intelligent energy is not conscious energy is not feminine shakti is all of those things so and of course shakti is has energy but it is more than just energy and pran is not just breath wo to heart lung machine jo hoti hai hospital mein is a doctor here heart lung machine has got breath but heart lung machine is not going to become enlightened because it is doing pranayam you can't teach pranayam there because it does not have pran so our gurus have made this mistake our uh, they've started atman ko soul keh diya soul is not the same thing soul animals don't have atma to even plants have and soul is always separate from god and soul people are born sinner because of original sin the atman is not born sinner wagaira ko hai any problem so you know when you when you adopt the framework of another civilization you start reasoning in their terms you say idol murtiko idol is idol doesn't have is not presence of the deity yahan par hamare samne agni ko bulate hain wo agni is here devi ko bulate hain pran pratishtha and devi is here in that form so it is not only that we are worshiping the stone we are worshiping the devi present in the stone the stone is like the sthul sharir the outward but there is a there is a being inside idol mein nahi aaye so this is this is these are some examples of the non translatables this is a whole philosophy of non translatability of sanskrit and many many examples i also turn this into a video series we have 50 60 video episodes me and uh, uh, satyanandras baba ji who is my co-author we made a video series so you know we have to come up with what are the non translatable categories of our society social sciences me and using those come up with our own theory of society and constitution and so on one of the i know all of us here are fond of rss i am not rss person but i like rss i have to tell you that i have great regard for the senior people i have met they are very good friends they have helped me a lot and rss rank and file have always been my allies wherever i go they are very fond of me i am fond of them so i defend them i am openly protecting and defending and saying i am not an rss person if you want to know official policy you have to talk to them but i will tell you why i am aligned with them but one thing i have to say this to you as a friend rashtra should not be translated as nation rashtra is not the same thing as nation and this is a very important point in fact uh, one of the i am writing a book on rashtra myself so i consulted one of the top one of the senior persons in the sang and want advice and want to know 
what is sun's view so they gave me a lot of reading literature and it's very good but i want to go deeper i want to go to the vedic meaning of rashtra so i have found that uh, in the vedas the word rashtra is over 30 times it's used 34 72 times used i found 30 references rashtra and rashtra is not the same as rajya that is another thing it's not the same as rajya and you can disc- you can argue whether the rashtrapati we call is really a rajapati or rashtrapati based on that person is head of state and rashtra is more than sort of a state institution so i i feel that non translatability can lead us to developing our own social thought political thought and we have to go back to dharma shastras arth shastras we have to look for the thought from the itihas in the ramayana and the mahabharat in various texts and come out with what can be taught as school level college level upsc exam level put in a, our new constitution we really need to do that and so this varna jati caste basically is a critique of what is commonly known about the caste system and why we why we feel who wrote writing this book that all that is full of bias now the reason we wrote this is because of a another problem which we call battle for iits now you might say iit ka kya problem hai so in this book uh, snakes in the ganga one of the chapters is on the attack on iits by harvard the attack is that iits are caste casteist by design not that there are some example here and there wo to harvard mein bhi racism hai sab kuch hai but they are saying that caste equals race casteism is racism like in the american sense blacks versus whites dalits are the blacks of india non dalits are the whites of india and iit is a institution with the structure of this kind of racism so this is very serious allegation very serious allegation and this is written by ajanta a professor ajanta subramaniam a harvard professor indian herself a brahmin written this book and this is published by harvard university press the world's most prestigious academic press and this is on their syllabus wo sab sikha rahe hain for many years hamare logo ko jankari nahi hai and this is going to all the colleges and universities in the western world because harvard ka naam itna bada hai harvard such a big name and then there is a suraj jengde a dalit who they invited as a fellow of the kennedy school of governance in harvard and shri yende ji is radical anti india anti hindu radical in the ultimate what you can say he says strange things like 5 lakh dalits have been killed by brahmins in 10 years i mean where does he get this statistic from and the harvard people accept it without any documentation and no verification they accept it which is against the academic standard they're not supposed to accept these things so suraj jengde is doing all this and ajanta subramaniam is doing all this and then there is somebody called sundarya rajan in new york she started a organization called equality labs and she they claim that they done survey of all the indian tech workers 
tech workers who go and work in Microsoft and Silicon Valley and all those tech companies. She claims that they have found huge number of Dalits being oppressed by Brahmins. And again, the data is not there. It's just a few stories here and there. But this became news. It was picked up by Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, uh, Washington Post, CNN. And this became very big news that do you know all the tech workers we think are great for our economy, but they're bringing racism. This casteism is worse than racism. And they're bringing it to our country. So this became a very big problem. And then an uh, African black lady joined, the, joined it. She, her name is Wilkerson. And she wrote a book, big book, on that caste is the origin of racism. Caste is the origin of racism in America. This kind of book. And this is uh, New York Times number one bestseller. And she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. And Oprah, book of the month, going around giving talks and very, you know, so, you know, when all these things are coming together in the last many years, I kept asking, where are the IITians? Where is the Indian government? Their, their national industry is being attacked. Most of the tech workers, not only IITians, all of them are affected. Most of them are on some visa and the Indian citizen. Government has to help them. No help. No help. Where are the gurus? Why is nobody helping? So then... Some of these people started calling me because they, these uh, other side, the people opposed to us, they filed a lawsuit against a big tech company called Cisco. They filed a lawsuit in California that Cisco has hired Brahmins who are racists oppressing Dalits. And so under the American laws of racism, they filed a case. And then Cisco has to defend, of course, they are defending it. And the Brahmin who's uh, accused, actually he's not even a practicing Brahmin, he's a secular fellow, he's not anything to do with Hinduism. But they just picked it as an example. So he also talked to me because he also needs some advice and whatnot. So then the fear went everywhere because of the news. Everywhere this is news that uh, Indians, Hindus attacked are basically bringing racism to America. And this H-1B visa should be caste-based quota, this kind of stuff. So, this has been happening for years, but nobody here bothered. So, then the young Indians, tech workers in Microsoft started calling me. You are the only one who could help us. The, the consulate in France, San Francisco don't want to help us. They are very scared. This controversy will why should they duck? And then uh, nobody wanted to help, so you please help. Then I, then I got the same kind of messages from people in Facebook and one or two other tech companies. PayPal, another, some people there called me. So now what has happened is that these people like Sondere Rajan are going around offering caste workshops to all the tech, work, uh, all the tech work, uh, companies, pharmaceutical companies, automobile companies, Banking, finance, wherever there are a lot of Indians, they're going and saying that you should know, you might get in trouble like Cisco, but we will train you how to avoid caste bias, how, what is the history, why these guys are biased, how to tell uh, if they, somebody's name is Ayangar, what it means. Like that, they have made a list of uh, people to watch out, look out for. 
profiling, profiling our people. It's blatant, as blatant as that. So, some of these caste sensitivity workshops are going around and the people training charge as much as $75,000 per hour for training. Now, if you are Microsoft, you will pay because it's peanuts. And just pay them off, maybe they'll leave you alone. So, they, some of the tech companies are bringing these people, conducting workshops. So, I get calls from people, our Indian people saying that it's very insulting. We have to sit and listen for many hours and they keep telling all in front of our white friends, they, you know, we, this is our history, we are caste people, we are biased. We don't let this person drink water and he cannot be sitting next to us and we, this is all untouchability, all this kind of stuff. They have, and they have videos, they have a lot of uh, uh, material to make it very sensational. So, what has happened is, this now some cities in America have started passing ordinances against casteism as a form of racism. Many universities starting with Harvard have made laws equating casteism as a form of racism. So, now it is becoming like government policy. There is also a, a cell within the European Union wanting to uh, protect Dalits as a form of blacks kind of uh, race. That is a race that the Hindus are oppressing. So, you see that is why I wrote this book The Battle for IITs. To tell our IIT people that you got to do something. Now, in a few days, I am going to go and have a conversation with IIT Bombay and other tech places. And Ratanji knows there are two kinds of people, those who want to talk and those who want to do, have nothing to do with it. They do not want to discuss this. And I am telling those faculty people that your students, when they graduate, they go out and work, they will face this bias, this stigma. They should know about it. They should know why people say this. How to talk back? This is a toolkit. How to talk back? How to answer back? This is a toolkit. So then, this Varna Jati is two of them are together. The battle for IITs is what is happening? What is the fight going on? What is their argument? The Purv Paksha about them is the Purv Paksha about them, and the Varna Jati is our response. How to answer back? So this is this is the kind of work we are doing. It is not very popular. Nobody is going to give me votes for this. If I were looking for votes, I, this is the wrong thing to do. So, all of you who are aspiring to get a job or an appointment or some award, don't do this because it's not going to help you. But if you want to do it for your dharma and you don't care, then this may be something you would like to do, this kind of work. So, this is just an example of the type of uh, new stuff that we are coming out with. One more thing I will tell you. This is another book we have, Ten Heads of Ravan. See, about, uh, I think it was 2019, a year or two, so before COVID, uh, I was having my entire team in, in India, in Rishikesh. We met for three days, four days to celebrate, to get to know each other. And it was during the Shara time. So, we always, during the festival, we always put out some two-minute, three-minute message on our Twitter, on our on our social media. We do a video. So, I made a video because of the Shara that Ravan is now an intellectual and his ten heads 
are 10 personalities of Ravan. And each of those, so I had this cartoon kind of thing of Ravan with 10, 10 heads. And each head would come out and say something negative. So one was Shashitharut saying something. And then we had Ramachandra Guha. And then one of your Bombay persons, uh, uh, this uh, Devdat Patnaik. And then um, Irfan Habib, like that. And then Wendy Doniger and Sheldon Pollock and Audrey Truske, these kind of people. So then this was a very big, very big hit. And the group decided that we may make a book. So this book is after four years of, uh, three, four years of research, 10 heads of Ravan. So each of the young people, because one of the things I'm doing is besides my own scholarship, I'm mentoring young people because I'm 72. So we have to train other people to continue this work. This work is going to need be needed. The battle is needed for 100 years. This is a 100 year battle. It's not that it will go on needed for 100 years. So I have to train young people to continue this work. So we are hired, we have hired people, we give them full salary. This is a career, not hobby. It's not that once in a while, YouTube, it's not like that. Full time, they work for us and we give them full time salary. So this is an example of the kind of work they are doing. So the, the, there is an article here on Romila Thapar by Anurag, one on Sheldon Pollock, one on Michael Witzel, one on Devdat Patnaik, one on Irfan Habib, one on Shashi Tharu, like that. So we have 10 different personalities of Ravan today. These are the intellectual personalities of Ravan. And each one is a separate article with a young scholar giving response. Now, we're not being rude. We're not being, we're not defaming. We're not being personal. We're only looking at the work they have done and evaluating the work, not commenting on the person. We're not saying that this man murdered his wife, that kind of thing. We're not saying. Or, you know, this fellow had this scandal and this fellow is corrupt and all. We are not interested in their personality. We are only interested in what they have written about us and we are evaluating it. So the rules of the project was that every group, every person, every individual writing the article must first read whatever the other person has written that you before you are allowed to criticize. You can't criticize emotionally because you are unhappy with it. You can't criticize You have to go and read the original, what they have written. And then you mark what you think is incorrect or questionable. Then you go deep into it to investigate that. And you have to quote exactly what the person has written with reference page number, everything you have to quote. You can't just say, Usne kaha tha, because where did he say it? You have to show it. And then your response has to be very well thought out. This way, we took them two, three years to write these articles. Then everybody reviewed each other's articles, gave them feedback, critical feedback. Then I looked at it, gave them feedback. Then we sent it to external editors to look at it, give feedback. That is how this book was made. When we launched the book in Delhi University, big packed audience. Before that, we invited all these 10 people to come and listen and argue. We gave them their chapter and said, we have written a critique of your work because you're so important, we have critiqued your work. And we want you to tell us what you think and we will have a discussion with respect. Not one of them came. 
not one of them came so we haven't cancelled them they have cancelled us but we haven't cancelled them so you see this is this way we are training our next generation we are training them how to do research how to write properly how to stand up and defend your position how to present properly articulate and so this is this is the kind of thing we do there are three parts to building a school of thought we are trying to build a school of thought we have many books that we have written i have another 20 books to write i have to write finish 20 books more before i am done because i have done the research written drafts i have to finish it off all 20 of these so we are going to create a school of thought in a school of thought you need research material which is original thought a whole fr framework number 2 you need to have a following of scholars so i have a dozen scholars but i need to hire more we don't have resources to hire more but when we get more resources we'll hire more i want to train a large number of such people to be intellectual kshatriyas for the future that is the second requirement the third requirement we need to build an institution which continues beyond the personality our institutions often die or fall apart when the founder go is gone so we have to create an institution then we'll have a school of thought a bhartiya school of thought about our rashtra about our dharma in our own terms and not kind of arguing against them using their terminology but our in our terms so this is a glimpse of the kind of work i do and i want to thank you for listening we could go on talking for a long time but i think it's better to interact and listen to your points of view uh, i just during the coffee break had the pleasure of meeting this lady who is an educationist and she read my book snakes in the ganga had wonderful comments maybe you can come also or you can give us your comments to get this discussion started thank you very much before we get into discussions i'd like to formally get the book released from the hands of rajiv ji i i request uh, ravindra ji is still there yeah. uh, to come on stage vilas ji you can come on stage ashok ji ah ashok ji uh, my oversight i have not acknowledged the presence of sri ashok chaugule ashok ji he is international president of vishwanath parishad he is international vice president of vishwanath parishad in delhi he is here today